So what if instead of focusing on trying to figure out alcohol, you tried to figure out yourself. You learned how to do all of the things that you think alcohol is doing for you, but better. You tapped into really understanding what the messages from your body meant and how to use your emotions to your advantage and how to really expand your desires to get what it is you finally really want and have real, lasting, sustainable pleasure. That is possible for you, and it is all available to you in the self-study course, The Naturally Sober Woman. It is everything that I teach my one-on-one clients, but it is compact for you, lifetime access on demand at a super affordable price available to you right now. You're going to go to my website, marywagstaffcoach.com, right there. It'll say self-study course or follow the link in the show notes right here. Get in there. One short video, just the welcome ceremony. There's a commence, a beautiful commencement ceremony that really anchors you into your intention for wanting to make this change into your life will change your life forever. It'll put you on a trajectory of new possibility because the bigger your desire is, the easier it's going to be to say goodbye to alcohol. So go on over to my website, get inside of the Naturally Sober Woman, and I will see you in there. Do you ever feel like you're outgrowing alcohol, that you are longing for a deeper connection to life? If alcohol is keeping you playing small and feels like the one area you just can't figure out, you are in the right place. Hi, my name is Mary Wagstaff. I'm a holistic alcohol coach who ended a 20-year relationship to alcohol without labels, counting days, or ever making excuses. Now I help powerful women just like you eliminate their desire to drink on their own terms. In this podcast, we will explore the revolutionary approach of my proven five shifts process that gets alcohol out of your way by breaking all of the rules and the profound experience that it is to rediscover who you are on the other side of alcohol. I am so thrilled to be your guide. Welcome to your journey of awakening. Welcome back to the show, my beautiful listeners. I hope you're having an amazing day. So glad to have you here. If you're new, welcome. It is, you are in the right place. It is a party here. Um, You are going to be taking in some new information, taking in some new perspectives, and you have joined at a great time because I am doing a recap and, you know, just kind of my current download of the five shifts process, which is my signature and revolutionary process I use with all of my clients. Um, and last week we talked about shift number one, which was moving from avoidance to awareness. And today we're going to talk about shift number two, which is probably, you know, they're all like the reason that you're here, but this is how you're going to stop worrying about alcohol. This is moving from confusion and conformity, really. There's kind of two things and those are the myths, um, into curiosity. Curiosity is your friend. When we say, I don't know, it's not working. I'm confused. I'll be here forever. This isn't whatever. Like we just stop and we know. And from what I talked about last week, so if you didn't go back, listen, go back and listen to last week. But what I talked about when I read Michael Singer was that, you know, 
when we say we're we're saying that based on such limited information like you know for me it's like these 41 years of this small amount of this little slice of life that I've had and there's all that's come before me and all that's yet to come and all that I don't know right and and then all that we just don't know even as humans like there's just so much we don't know we're not the end all be all of information and to think we are is really selling ourselves short so you know i really like to live in the mystery of the unseen realms so to stop worrying about alcohol you have to stop thinking thoughts that are worrying thoughts and you have to replace all of that confusion all of that worry and i am going to talk a little bit about conformity cuz that's a that is a piece of it with curiosity because the conformity is you're worried about doing it differently and the best way is through the lens of curiosity and What's really happened with so much of the narrative of alcohol, it, it is from the conformity, right? But then it's like, there's then there's the conformity. And this is to do, to quit drinking in the right way. And that's why AA is so popular, like had so much success, right? Because it, it created a culture. Now, as humans, we do want to be that, that tribal mentality is is part of our survival and and it still is. I mean, we do need each other. We need each other on an energy talk about the unseen realms. Just study heart coherence sometime. Like look up Joe Dispenza and the other things. Just like look up heart coherence. The magnetic frequency of the human heart is felt human to human in like it's something like crazy. It's like eight feet or it might even be more like more that we, the way in which our heart is resonating, the frequency and the vibration impacts the people that are around us. So when you go to a yoga class and everyone's in a flow state um, or a sound healing, the impact is going to be so much more profound than if you're doing it at home, you know, by yourself. And that is what is so powerful, you know, when we are, when we are together. However, the conformity can also be limiting you from your own truth. And we've seen this time and time again throughout human history where there was a group mentality that created enough isolation that people didn't want to be out. So they were in, but then what happened with the power of the masses wasn't always great, right? Now this is a little extreme and I'm not suggesting this about AA. All I'm saying is that in our modern world, we are so independent in so many ways, but we have to recognize that we have that instinct to tap in to group mentality because we have the the built-in 
um, desire to want to belong because it was part of our survival in the past. It is no longer part of our survival. You can live by yourself in the middle of the woods and not talk to anyone. (laughs) I'm like proof of this. No, I'm just joking. I talk to people. Um, But you can live in the middle of the woods and not talk to anyone for a long time and survive. You know, your survival isn't isn't based on that. And you, you know, there might like there's definitely consequences to not being around people. However, the conformity to change in this particular subject matter, and I think really in anything, but when it comes to self-development and self-inquiry, is a journey one really has to be centered at like, and this is why my program is the best because it puts you at the center. It puts you and your circumstances and your thoughts and your beliefs at the center. And you get to align with what you feel, what you know and trust deep down for yourself. Now, you might not know what that is right now, especially with alcohol in the way, but that's where we get to. And that's why conformity hasn't worked for you, right? That's why AA and the 12-step model hasn't worked for you. That is why downloading a course or joining another club hasn't worked for you because you're getting the same feedback from people that have the same belief structure as you do. And you're not really getting to examine your particular thoughts. And, you know, I've got the five shifts process, but and we have to start with awareness. That really is the first step. But everyone's needs are so different that we will eventually get to all of the shifts, but it's, uh, I meet people where they're at. Everyone has something different where they're starting. And so I can tailor, I can tailor the, the calls and the direction to what someone needs right now so that they can expedite their results. So they don't keep hitting up against the same thing again and again and again. So for example, even just the circumstances alone, you know, um, I had a client whose husband travels a lot and she's home by herself a lot. And those were a lot of the times that were the most challenging for her to drink when she would go out to be social. That was not a challenging time for her. She being around the company of others was really, um, regardless of whether or not they knew she just, it was just easy for her to say no to a drink. Now for some people, it's the complete opposite. So there's a different route that we're going to take to get those results, right? Where when they're home during the week with their family, with their kids by themselves, it's, they, we create a plan and that's, and that's the easier place right now. You might be thinking like, it's hard for me in everywhere, in every situation, but the truth is, is that there's always a starting place that's easier than another. And so we start you there. And that is the magic of the five shifts process is it, is that it's like kind of plug and play. So as much as yes, we do need people that there, there is also so much conditioning about who we think we are that's just based on the way someone else did it. And 
you know, I keep talking about it, but it, it's, I just, I run up against it all the time. And, and it is that distinction, distinction between like my want, like, oh, I want this. I, I want this because I think I should have it, or it's going to make my life easier or better rather than my intention. Right. And that's why we want to lead with, with intention. Now, if I go back to, you know, why it hasn't really worked for you to find some other thing and also why alcohol is not working for you is because you, because you're not finding meaning and connection in those, in those places either, right? It's, um, it's, it's shallow. It only can go so deep. Now, not to say that there, there's not potential with friends and family that, you know, people that you drink with, or even with yourself, of course there is, right? But when you expose the reality of an unaltered experience and an unaltered relationship, you really get to see things for what they are. So in both, both areas for alcohol and against alcohol, there is this, there's this needing to belong that is just not serving you. And that's where the curiosity comes in, right? And that's where it's like, this has to be for you, by you. And it doesn't mean that you don't get support. That's why you're here, right? You're looking for support. You're looking for help. You're looking for guidance, right? But it's not to follow a, a formula of beliefs and thoughts that aren't your own, right? It's to uncover your genius and your spark and to be guided into that. And if you've listened to any of the client spotlight interviews, you'll see that on my website on the, um, one of the main pages is, um, is a testimonial from Amanda who was on the show. And that's what she really talks about being guided into her own genius, into her own spark as it begins, as it continued to, you know, as we uncovered it and it grew and got brighter, it was like she knew exactly what to do from her own genius. I mean, this is how it works. Like, this is the best part of coaching, holistic coaching, and, you know, doing it through a spiritual lens, doing it through trusting that as an as a human, we have this innate ability to figure shit out, right? Like, you are a woman who can create life, right? Like, regardless, that is like the makeup of who you are. You came this Matthew sent me a message the other day and he's like, sometimes I think it's so amazing that, you know, we opened a portal talking about Emmett. We opened a portal and out came this, we created a portal and it opened and out came this consciousness, like this completely unique consciousness that is Emmett. And like we opened, we created that portal. It's so wild. Right. And 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 when you start to get alcohol out of the way through curiosity, your mind has the opportunity to tap it more into the wonder and awe, okay? And these things that are actually important to you, your values and re-examining them or maybe even defining them for the first time because you've changed. You are a conscious, evolved woman at this state in your life. And that's why this is no longer working for you. So you just need to know that and celebrate it. Like that's a really awesome place to be is to know you are growing. I mean, 
life equals change and that we want to keep doing and experiencing new things. Um, why wouldn't we want to, right? Now that doesn't mean to never be satisfied. It could like literally every day doing the same, doing the same thing is a new experience. But if you always do it through the lens of alcohol that impacts every single area of your life, it's going to feel the same, right? You're going to have that same vibration in the morning, those same thoughts in the afternoon, that battle on your way home, the, the kind of lackluster, like, you know, maybe an hour of, getting jiggy with it. And then the rest is feeling tired, passing out, waking up at three, like it's the same cycle, right? Um, and I mean, even if you're not drinking so much that you're, you know, kind of passing out at night, it's still inhibiting you from your voice, from saying things you you want to say, from doing the things that you want to do, from creating boundaries, from a loving place, from the place of your intention versus your expectation, right? This hasn't worked in the past because you haven't fully examined your story of alcohol. You really, you really just take that alcohol is normal like at face value. Alcohol is just normal. It's just part of our society. Something must be wrong with me, right? And I I talked about that a couple of weeks ago when I shared some posts I had read and how that story runs throughout drinking culture, sobriety culture, um, the recovery culture, like it runs through all of it. And it's not helpful. It's, I just like, I'm, I'm like, who is anyone else telling this story besides me? Like, oh, it's no, it's something that some people do, but it's not like, it's not a requirement for adulthood. I mean, if you go to, when I was in Egypt, you go to Egypt, people don't drink there. They smoke and drink coffee a lot. (laughs) Lots of smokers. Um, but it's not a requirement for adulthood. It's just, you know, the marketing has just capitalized on this. And the, you know, I've talked about this too. It's the independence, this wound of independence, keeping us from the real connection and the meaning we want, not because we want to be like group in a group, right? But the real meaning and connection to the web of life and to ourself and to our cycles and rhythms, that connection, you know, playing out in nature and understanding how to meet our own needs as women and instead of, um, you know, menstruating being a burden is looking at it as, as a sacred gift and a time of rest and, and, and honor and miracles, right? Like there's this deep reverence for that and it's just all completely backwards. And so of course the woman in this world where none of her needs to meet a woman's needs fully, which most people don't even know what their own needs are, which is also something that we will explore, to meet a woman's needs fully is not a sales model, right? No one profits off of you being satisfied. They only profit off of you feeling scarcity. 
And that is the alcohol industry. And that is also what has happened through the women's empowerment movement too, through women's lib, right? Through the feminist lens is I'm going to do it better than you can. And, but I'm going to neglect all of the innate needs I have, feminine needs I have at the same time. And I really see that changing. I don't think like every feminist movement is like that. Um, but that is kind of, I think, how it started. It's like, I can do anything a man can. And it's like, sure, but do you want to, right? Like, I don't know. And and that's not really the point, but it's like, do it, do what they can do, but not necessarily like they do, right? Like the end result can be the same, but it can look much different. This is a little bit of a soapbox, but I think it's really important to just like the curiosity piece of shift number two, moving from conformity and confusion into curiosity. The reason that you're so confused is because someone else has been telling you what to do right? Subconsciously, or maybe not so subconsciously, like your mom, when you were a kid, your dad, maybe your spouse, the TV teachers, right? Like, but that's a choice. And so the more you get curious about the conformity, about the, the rules that you've agreed upon Now we can get somewhere. Now the confusion ends because it's like, well, that's not, I don't even believe that. I don't even believe that anymore. And this is such a crucial piece. So you cannot take alcohol as normal at face value. You have to make change and you have to be willing to like be illogical because illogical just means different than the the narrative, right? Like logic is like, oh, this is logical. Like follow the expert advice. But the real expert is you. Logic only gets us so far. It's the seen and the known, right? And I've said this so many times is like, there's so many amazing advances that we've had because people became illogical. They went outside of the logic that they saw and they conceived of a possibility, right? And that was what I did when I created the five shifts. I conceived of a different way because I knew, because I got curious about my conformity, because I got curious about my confusion, and I got curious about what I didn't know about being a woman. So conformity happens when you join another group or when you have some other label, but like that doesn't, the label itself doesn't really fix you. It actually just focuses more on the problem than on who do I want to be? Like, do you really like want to be just, I'm a sober person. And like, that is how I go out into the world. That to me feels very limiting. Now, technically, if I look up the definition, like that's what I am, I'm abstaining from alcohol, but not in a way where A, I'm trying to do that, or B, um, it just also sounds boring. (laughs) And I'm no shame to anyone that identifies that way. It's totally fine. But I'm just like, I don't want that, you know. Um, I want to be like a sexy goddess. That's what I want, you know, if I'm going to aim for something for a label. Confusion is when you spin in regret, right? It's like the confusion comes 
Why do I keep doing the same thing I no longer want to be again and again and again? I can't tell you how many times people have gotten on a call with me and there's like, I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't understand. Right. And the truth is, is like, you do get it. You just keep telling yourself you don't understand. So what we do first is we find out what you do understand, what, what you do know. And we start getting curious about that. We start getting also curious about what is working in your life because all you're doing is focusing on what's not working. So you reinforce the thoughts that alcohol is normal. Why can't I figure it out? Why is it me? Why is it so hard? Right? And then you think about all everyone else's thoughts. You put everyone else's thoughts in your head. So you have to get curious about why it's better without a drink. All the times that it's better without a drink. And what you really like. So you you just examine the, you examine the areas of your life where you create positive emotion, where you create inspiration. So you use curiosity to create inspiration, to create motivation instead of having to shame alcohol and only use willpower. And that's the biggest difference, right? When you're shaming alcohol as a poison, and you can look at the the impact of alcohol. Like I read that story from Laura a couple few weeks ago. And I mean, she was talking pretty shitty about alcohol, right? And like, she can do that now and just be like, alcohol is a piece of shit. Like, I think that too, but I, it's, it has, it's like not loaded and it doesn't, because she doesn't want to drink, it doesn't really matter. And she can say it kind of from a neutral place. Um, and sometimes like, it's okay to have that conviction and get a little bit angry. It's not going to serve you at the beginning. Well, the conviction can serve you at the beginning. The conviction is less about being pissed off at alcohol and more about convict chin for what you know you're capable of, for what you know you deserve and what's possible for you. It's like that motherly love, like that swift kick in the ass. That's like, you would tell your kids, you think about like your children or your sister, your best friend. You're like, I know you can do better than this. Like you see someone you love, like dating the same shitty people again and again and again. And you're like, girl, (laughs) get it together. Like, no, he's not going to marry you right? Like that. And and it's that, that sometimes depending on where you are in your cycle, if you can handle that and it's not shame, right? It's like, nope, we're not, we're not sitting down right now. We're not going to go browse YouTube while I'm trying to record a podcast. Like let's get this shit done. And then when it's all over, you can take a break. And that's the other thing, right? looking at where we apply different emotions and getting curious about when when you need what because you don't different emotions work at different times um in this journey and the reason you're not used to that is because alcohol is a one size fits all for every single emotion um but it actually doesn't solve them in the end right so the thought that alcohol is normal has got you in that um, conformity mindset. You're out there in. And when you get curious about it, you start to see into possibilities. The idea that is this thing I'm doing actually enjoyable or do I just think it is because 
the thoughts that I would be thinking about it have been inhibited, right? I'm so bored. I'm not connecting with anyone. Oh my gosh, what do I look like? Is there something in my teeth? Those are all the thoughts that are playing in your head that create anxiety at a social event that when you drink, you think the event's much more fun because you quieted those thoughts, but the event's actually not much more fun. All you did was quiet the thinking. If you listened to the show, The Spotlight, about maximum potential with my client, Monica, you heard her really um, exemplify the curiosity. She went out, she did everything. She had dinner parties. She went to, like right when we first started working together, it was her birthday. She went on a trip to Spain. She went out. Um, I mean, she's in Europe and heavy drinking culture everywhere. <laughs> I think maybe even more than the States because it's, but it's integrated from a very young age too. So, um, that's even, it's even more of a norm, right? But that none of that really matters. And, you know, the curiosity was listening to her body. You know, she even says at the beginning how it's like, okay, like you're just kind of like waiting, like, okay, I'll have my water, I'll eat and I'll go, right? And like, of course, but you but you give your you give yourself a tr- chance to get curious about what does it feel like when I'm not just focused on not drinking and I can um, settle into a transition naturally, right? Like I can be a, I can be more present and that's where the mindfulness component of the five shifts process also happens. So listen to that episode again because, she 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 just never did anything and then she her awareness grew so quickly and she took her position and her position was her choice and that was her mindset and then the rest of it was mindfulness and the more that time went on she was more comfortable in her choice and in the in the discomfort which is just simply new sensations at first but once she when she rested and surrendered and released behind those new um those new sensations and the new experience she, very quickly the res, you know she, it it became the new norm and it's it was it's the resistance that creates so much more of a struggle um so this week tapping into curiosity tapping into where you see the need to conform in your thinking whether it's through drinking or through quitting drinking just ask yourself what do i believe what is my truth and that is where we begin. Have an amazing week and I can't wait to talk to you next time. And if you haven't already, make sure you follow the link in the show notes to apply for a time to come talk with me one-on-one. We are going to really look at your mind and get very curious about your mind so that you can see where other people's beliefs are running the show and keeping you from being able to create the change around alcohol you need for you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. 
Okay, ladies, so the fun does not have to end here. This is actually where it begins. It is time for you to take the next best step to start applying these tools and these principles into your life. And I have made it extremely seamless and super easy for you to get the support that you need in a one-on-one personalized setting so that I can really see specifically where you're at and that together we can create a personalized three-step strategy process that's in alignment with your intentions, your values, your lifestyle, and it gives you that one-on-one face time and space that you need to transform, to be seen, to be heard, and to be validated. So all you have to do is follow the link in the show notes or go to my website, marywagstaffcoach.com to pick your best time and date for your free one-on-one alignment session with me. I cannot wait to meet you and I'll see you soon.